0: Everyone starts their morning a little differently. But for those that like to kick the day off with a delicious breakfast, there's McDonald's. Here's to making your morning routine a little bit better with a sausage biscuit and hash browns at McDonald's for only $1.50. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Spiritual Lifestyle Collective, a membership community that is your central location for spiritual and entrepreneurial resources and tools to help you live life unapologetically. With the Spiritual Lifestyle Collective, you won't feel alone in a spiritual discovery or a spiritual entrepreneurial space. You will be able to stay in your lane as you work on your personal and business development. Messages from Spirit won't elude or confuse you. You'll trust the process and it won't feel like an overused statement. Here's what's included in the Spiritual Lifestyle Collective. Guidance. Receive daily, weekly, and monthly guidance while being part of the Spiritual Lifestyle Collective. Enjoy daily oracle card readings, weekly office hours and monthly guidance sets which can include workbooks or powerpoint presentations resource library we've done the work for you by an answer you're seeking here in the resource library where workbooks, worksheets, videos and more will be located community be part of a welcoming community who gets it network and connect with like-minded spiritually centered Individuals. Also, there will be special guests each month where there will be a subject matter expert to talk about various topics. We will also feature members. And as a reminder, you will be receiving free downloads, which includes wallpaper for your phone and computer desktop. You can enroll in a spiritual lifestyle collective. By going to spiritual you can get one month free when you sign up for the monthly plan, which is $30 every three months, or you can go for the gold and sign up for the annual plan, in which you will say half, which is $60. Again, you can sign up today at Spiritual Lifestyle Collective and you will receive bonus training in the guidance set section. I hope to see you there. Hello, spiritual trailblazers. I am so excited to be talking about this topic with our very special guest because this is something that we should all be looking towards and understanding more on a deeper level. Okay, and that's radical self love with Kate Van Horn. Let me tell you a little bit about her. So, for the first 23 years of her life, she lived small. And she defined herself by what had happened to her rather than what she knew she was capable of living in a mindset of fear. She chose chaos over stability and sacrifice over abundance. Her subconscious and the context of life have taught her that this was the way to live. But what she learned is when we let our intuition guide us and make us a conscious choice to release There is strength in moments of weakness, opportunities in the struggle, and bright shining light at the end of fear. After experiencing trauma as a child, she was cynical. This this trust eventually altered her relationship with her body, with food, and the world as a whole. There was a shadow and an unshakable feeling of shame. It became impossible to trust her feelings or others her surroundings, and feel connected to a purpose. Kate walked through a life defensively and created chaos as a means of manipulation and control, which she thought would shield her from anxiety and depression. Repressing emotions created a deeper manifestation that showed up in more harmful ways that eventually manifested as an eating disorder. However, she went through treatment for anorexia and for PSTD and women's trauma at the age of 22. And those periods were most profound experiences for her journey of self awareness and discovery. She began to trust again and learn that happiness is a choice. And she chose to view life through the lens, no longer of being a cynic. She chose to release, forgive, and live through giving and receiving of love and gratitude. You can check up on her and all the great things she has offered at katevanhorn.com. Kate, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: I'm so excited. and This has been a long time coming and I love that uh, it's so easy now to make a connection over Instagram and really get a feel for the person and all that jazz. So one, I want to say thank you for really showing your yourself. It's I understand that, you know, putting yourself out there, it's really overwhelming sometimes, and we wonder, okay, is this too much? How can I relate? So on a path of radical self-love, can you tell us a time when you were unsure whether or not you can show up just as you are? Yeah.
0: I mean, I I felt unsure of myself for a long time just in in all kind of areas I mean unsure about my worth and my body but then also like you know my skills and what I was really good at I I really defined myself by my ability to kind of control and manipulate my weight or other people and I didn't really know what like my sole purpose was in any sense or even um where to start so I think you know it was Pretty much before I started my blog and my Instagram, I didn't really. I was kind of walking around, not feeling very purposeful, um, and just kind of lost, for lack of better, lack of a better word. So I started to just look for things that made me feel creative and that sparked my, you know, passion for life again beyond like my physical looks or, or what was internally going on with me, like emotionally and what I was struggling with there, just things that made me feel joyful and free and happy. Um, and that was step one. So I have doubted myself many times, but I try to just come back to the practice of just, you know, loving myself for the imperfections and flaws and doubts as well and remember that everyone experiences them like every single person out there is is curious if they're doing the right thing at the right time and and they're doubting their path and it's like sometimes you guys just go with it and just keep on walking so that's what I started to do and um whenever now I start to wonder like is this right I rather than doubting myself and my capabilities I instead try to focus inward and think you know is this is this doubt and this fear coming up because it's just not a part of like, it's not in alignment with what I should be doing, which is very different than instead thinking I'm not deserving of it or I'm too fearful to go after it. It's more, um, it's more empowering to look at things and say, you know, this just isn't right for me. Does that make sense? And even answers your question.
1: Oh no, no, it, it does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Saying this isn't right for me. And, And everything else you just said, it really comes into alignment over time. No, it totally answers my question, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's something that each time you, you make a choice that feels more in alignment with what you should be doing, whether that's professionally, in your relationships, just your relationship with yourself, it's like you start to notice how that energy shows up for you and how different it is and how much more... Positive it is that it's like oh this is an it becomes an easier choice each time. Mm.
1: Yes, I love that, and is that what led to being a multi-passion entrepreneur? Because as I was looking through your website, you know, and and I I know this is not easy because I tried half the yoga. So being a yoga teacher, a blogger, and again a multi-passion entrepreneur. How, how does all that come together as, as you were just saying? So that way you can be that multifaceted version of yourself. Yeah,
0: exactly. I have always kind of known that I would not thrive in a setting where I was doing the same thing every day. Mm. I have a really hard time. I needed to be like working, like hands in working. So like school, I mean, I was horrible at it. I didn't care. I didn't do my homework. I, I wasn't, I just did, never got on board with it so I was very like whatever like I was passing and appeasing my my family but it was something where I really I needed to like be doing with my time and I really enjoyed um that so I kind of always knew going through college and, and through like you know early 20s being like trying to figure out what my career would be and I finally just accepted like it's not going to be one thing and that's okay. It's going to be, it's going to ebb and flow and I'm going to try to take a stab at a lot of different things. I had worked for an event planner once and I really enjoyed that. I had worked um, in a marketing agency and I liked that too. I liked things that like allowed you to, to move quickly between projects and essentially that's what entrepreneurship is because you you know, your your own accountant one day, you're your own PR person the next, and then you're, you know, the creative director. It's like every single day you're being a new a new role. So I enjoyed that. I started my blog and really felt that it was at the at the very least, a way to start to use my voice and I knew that through writing a blog and and having social media. But then um over time and as I grew into that voice realizing that I, I wanted to do a little bit more and to, to have a little bit more impact so I went and did my yoga teacher training um, as a way to connect with people face to face and now I'm able to lead retreats um, and things like that so so ways to to go a little deeper beyond what the blog was allowing me and then yeah I started projects like the good festival with two of my friends which again was another way for people to come together and and really uh rooted in community and um centered in wellness as well so we have like yoga and meditation and fun brands and and speakers and things like that but everything was just kind of snowballing because i would get a taste of something that was really fun but then wanted to also be able to connect with people in person or host an event or you know what i mean it kind of just like it just continues to evolve so yeah that's kind of where i am today and i feel very very fortunate and lucky to be able to piece all of these things and projects together to make it you know one career and um Yeah, I'm sure it will change as as I continue, but that's why I kind of like to say multi-passionate. I think it's really important that we don't think we have to choose one passion specifically. And not all of them have to be our job, but to to never lose sight of the different things that you're passionate about and remain, you know, even if they're just as a hobby and just for fun, do those things. Keep pursuing those things and learning about those things.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I I just felt that you're so passionate about it and you believe in the purpose and you're willing to do what needs to be done in these different areas and you understand the process. And I know just from my personal experience, sometimes we feel like I don't know if I'm making the right decision. I don't know if this is the right choice. I don't know if I'm connecting with myself. So, yeah, doing things, like you said, the good stuff, that is huge. And, you know, getting your certification for uh, teaching yoga and things like that, that's huge. So how do you stay in in touch and align with yourself?
0: Because I think, you know, I've been trying to prioritize myself a lot more in the past few months because I noticed I started to lose sight of self-care a little bit. Um, and this has happened and, and can happen when you are uh, like running your own business it's like it, it becomes your life and you do care about it so much but then at the same time you need to know when to disconnect from it and be okay with it not being every day a new milestone is being reached it's just not going to happen like and so what I like to do and I really really try to do is keep some of my spiritual practice like more private not necessarily that it not to say I don't talk about it to my followers and to people like that but I try to not always do everything with the purpose of like posting and sharing and Mm -hmm. um you know it's just for me and that's okay too and I think that um and I don't know you might even experience this in the spiritual community too but it's like sometimes this need to like prove that we're really living it and I'm Mm -hmm. like I kind of let go of that and just said whatever I mean people will, will trust that I live this if they do and if they don't they don't but I can't necessarily like show my meditation practice every day to to prove myself I have to do this for me for it to be authentic and it has to come from, from that place so while I do like to share and talk about things and, and share tidbits I pick up it's also important that I I disconnect unplug sometimes you know, remove the the kind of expectations I place on myself around, like, what my business should look like. And and that has really helped. It's allowed me to become more present in the moments that aren't related to work, you know, when I'm on a date with my boyfriend or when I'm mm-hmm, with my mm-hmm. girlfriend. It's like, nice to just be fully there and in that. So I try to do that. That's how I give back to myself and, like, kind of refill my cup. So that when I do want to put together a new idea or project or go after something, I'm feeling like I'm showing up a hundred percent.
1: Man, that is pretty awesome. I love that. You're so right. Sometimes. And, and yes, I do see this where people overshare and yeah, and you want to get a feel for who they are. And sometimes it gets mixed up mixed signals, I guess would be the expression or saying oh. But, yeah, that's so true. It's I do like having some things private just for me. And, yeah, it's not about, oh, I don't want anyone to see this. It's, this is your space. This is my space. And I, I need this to be my space. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's so important. And it's okay to just set that boundary and be like, all right, this is mine. This is my space and my time.
1: Right. And I think, too, that especially with the the radical self love theme here, sometimes we have to keep that part private in order for us to be or even to grow into a position where some external thought or feeling won't stop us from being who we are. We have to sort of incubate that for a while.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Okay. So so I wanna switch over to body positivity because I know that this is something that also is important to you and and eating intuitively so I would like to know how do you consciously eat because I know for me it is hard sometimes and I slip a lot of times and I then I get on this I don't want to say guilty wagon but I get on this gosh now you gotta hit the reset button all over again so how how does that look or even sound like when when you are consciously eating
0: yeah great question it is really really hard and I try to let everyone know I slip up (laughs) big time and I mindlessly eat um here and there as well and it's it's easy to do because food is so emotional and so tied to our emotions that it's like and we face a meal three times a day that's a lot of time so if you are triggered by food that's a huge opportunity for those triggers to come up. So being someone who used to have a really difficult relationship with food, mindful eating has been really just a a wonderful, like, breath of fresh air because now I can, can face those moments and just be, like, present in the conversation and present in the fact that it's nourishing me. So to eat intuitively and to answer that, I try to just take it day by day, take it meal by meal, and assess the situation like, I don't know why this is coming up, but I was in London a couple months ago, and you know, the, the food scene there is not always the healthiest, and like, I was with, I was with family, and um, I just felt like I wasn't able to, to fully be in my routine, so I had two mm-hmm. options. I could dwell on it, feel guilty, feel like shit about it the whole time, and feel ashamed when I order, you know, fish and chips. Or I can look at the the other side and be like, okay, I'm in a new place I've never been. I'm experiencing things I've never experienced in a place that I might never be again. Among people who support me, I'm going to eat this food and it's going to nourish me so that we can go to the next activity that's going to be so much fun. And it's like, well, that's an easy choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think now I try to tune in as much as I can, especially when I am home and, and have a bit more um, control over my routine, like, just listen to my body. What do I need today? What what serves me more, a green smoothie? Or am I just thinking about that donut, and do I just need to give myself the damn donut? Like, mm-hmm. I think that that, you know, is very and, – and there's a lot of ties to how, vibrationally, how our food makes us feel. And obviously, if you're eating clean and, and all of those things and really – getting a ton of plants and greens it's it, you're going to feel great and I know that and that's why I go more that route but I'm also not ashamed to admit that I still have cravings and things that I want and you know comfort foods that bring me a lot of joy and happiness and I'm going to eat them but when I do eat them to to tune into the in, intuition is to really listen to your hunger and fullness cues and to kind of like stop for a second when I have my my trigger is sugar I mean I crave sugar. And when I do it's like, okay, am I bored? Am I am I thirsty? Am I frustrated? What's going on in my body beyond like on an emotional level? And then typically I can start to figure out like, you know, and if I if I notice like no, I'm in a pretty good mood and then from there I also realize I'm hungry and then I realize like, okay, it's also like that time to eat, like I just eat it. And I just go for it then because I've kind of narrowed down the the potential triggers of something Coming up, that maybe I that would keep me from being less than mindful, and I choose to to go with it.
1: Hmm, you know, I just learned something. I never thought about asking why I have that emotional relationship to something sugary or things like that. I know that I miss my grandmother baking bread, but it's funny because recently. I started eating some sugary things, and I really am not a sugary person. And I was just saying this to a friend. I just said, you know, I don't normally eat candy. I just kind of wander over here. So, yeah, am I bored? <laughs> what's really going on here? That's a great way to really evaluate what's really going on, because if we can figure out what's the true meaning behind our actions, then we can solve that problem.
0: Exactly. You can start to, again, like empower yourself and be – more aware and conscious of what could be going on and the patterns that show up for you around food. Again, like I sometimes totally ignore the cues and sometimes I am just bored and I, and I grab and graze. But it's nice to know the different ways to to kind of listen to yourself and to your own hunger and to your own um, emotional eating patterns because then you can just continue to watch them show up, continue to see how, you know, Maybe your family, or the way that your like the way your upbringing was around food, how that affected you. It's just fascinating. I mean, food is like you just said, you miss your grandmother's baking. It's like it, it's involved in so many of our memories and every single like tradition we have. It's it's deeply rooted. So for anyone listening who wants to explore intuitive eating, definitely understand that it takes a long time, and it's like something that you continuously have to work out because you're pretty much reversing a lot, of lot of years of these learned patterns around food and like what, what that looks like and how you allow it to comfort you
1: and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I know when I go to the gym and workout and I do it consistently, I start to feel more powerful and I know I also start to really think, okay, when am I going to eat? So, what I'd like to know is how, how does yoga play that role for you? Because I've seen some of the moves you've done and that's really impressive. <laughs> no, <it's not.
0: laughs> Thanks. I love yoga um, because I, I have never enjoyed working out. I don't mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. I, I do it because I feel great after and I do it because I know it's the right thing to do. And for my mood, it really helps to stabilize me. But, I've never been someone who, like, was an athlete growing up. I never, like, I never obsessed over it. And I just, um, I started to obsess over it in college when I was in my eating disorder and really struggled with um, compulsive exercise and using it as, like, a, I guess, I don't want to use the word punishment because that's not what I was doing intentionally, but essentially that's kind of what it became was, you know, you ate this, so now you have to work out this long. Mm-hmm. And um, I just hated it. And I never was, like, running because I enjoyed running. I just thought that that was, like, what I needed to do. So yoga was this breath of fresh air where it felt really peaceful on my mat. Like, it's like, for one, there's no numbers. There's no treadmill in front of you telling you what's going on. It's just you and your breath, and you're going with it. So that felt amazing. And then on top of that, I noticed myself starting to come back into my body in ways that I hadn't before and starting to feel you know the sensation and the groundedness of my body and that was really cool too and then as I continued to practice I started to notice myself getting stronger and I do this you know I do different moves that are more challenging, I guess, you know, there's a lot of people on Instagram who are so, so bendy and flexible and strong and can pop into these handstands. And that's not me. But I certainly um, try to, to challenge myself and my strength. And I do it from a place of love and kind of this place of awe of what my body's capable of. So it's not me feeling like, My ego tells me I should be able to do a handstand or this inversion. It's me being like, holy crap, I'm able to do this and stand on my head. Like, that's crazy that our bodies are able to do that. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: So that's really nice. It's a nice change of pace from how I used to treat exercise. And to this day, I I keep my yoga practice really for me. I don't go to a studio a lot, um, which is interesting. I think a lot of people find that surprising that I've I rarely go to a yoga studio but I like to do it at my home for myself um, having done yoga teacher training it allowed me to deepen my practice and to, to feel more um, better about like being in alignment and from a safety standpoint you know feeling like I really knew how to move my body correctly which was great So mm-hmm. now that I'm able to do that for myself anywhere I want to do yoga I can so that's that's my favorite thing about it is it's, like, truly something I could do in an airport for two minutes and or I could do in my home for an hour, or I can go to a fancy yoga studio and enjoy it there. But either way, it's yoga.
1: Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite yoga move or position?
0: Oh, I love, um, like, heart-opening poses. I find them very vulnerable. Mm. So, like, back bends, I like wheel. Camel is one of my favorites. Um, anything that really exposes the heart, I find too you probably also work a lot over your computer all day and we kinda hunch. So that feels really nice to counterbalance that too, just from a physical standpoint, to to broaden our shoulders and, and shine our heart and kind of radiate from that heart space feels really nice and refreshing.
1: Yeah, it's funny, just as you said that I I would just straighten up my shoulders, like, Wait a minute, I am on <laughs> <laughs> too. I do too. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool, and um, I like that you found something that works for you as opposed to trying to make the gym work, and I think that's also how some people set themselves up, but unintentionally they want to do good. They want to be stronger, and it sometimes leads to them going to the gym, feeling uncomfortable being around other people, especially different energies where some people are distracting (laughs) while at the gym. They are. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I I took a couple of cra- classes of yoga, and yeah, it's it's definitely something that will force you to know more about yourself and and really be comfortable with your own skin. Because I remember being in some of those classes thinking, this is not the yoga I've seen on TV and the movies. <laughs> I
0: know, it's crazy.
1: <laughs> pretty cool. So. I also want to talk about uh, overcoming various blocks being a spiritually centered person and entrepreneur because I know that saying, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how it goes, basically it's saying uh, spirituality is for those who already been through hell, so they're they're on the path of, you know, helping other people, being authentic. And so I just really feel like when it comes to Again, just being that spiritually centered person, just saying this is who I am, this is what works for me, this is my path, that can just be seemingly a juggling act within itself. So when it comes to being a spiritually centered person who who is overcoming blocks, who have overcome blocks, what are some of the things that you want people to know on this, this journey?
0: That's great just want people to know that all it really I don't want to say all it takes but the, the main thing that you need is just like willingness and open mindedness to it to the possibility of things being better I think that that was what really changed and shifted for me was willingness to surrender a little bit and just be like okay I'm, gonna, I'm going to do the thing that scares me more which is be more vulnerable and trusting And because I was kind of like how you read in in the beginning, like my story of being so tied to the the need to control and the need to know the outcome and everything else. And just by simply like kind of letting go of the reins a little bit, so much more showed up. And I think that it just comes with, and that said, you can, um, and I used to do it too. Like you can kind of talk the talk, but if you're not walking the walk, things aren't going to show up. So for example, I was saying that I wanted to be in recovery for my eating disorder, but I wasn't doing the work to do it totally. So it was a roadblock. I didn't have that willingness. and I didn't feel the relief from it until I finally said to myself, okay, I'm willing to put it put in the work personally, and I'm also willing to give up the trust and like the surrender that this can this can happen to me. I am capable. I am worthy. So, yeah, I think it starts with willingness, and I think that's the, probably the hardest thing sometimes to do, and it's also interesting, because a lot of people who are going through something, some kind of spiritual journey, or awakening, or elevation, whatever you want to call it, they're waking up, in a sense, oftentimes they feel frustrated when the people in their lives can't as well, and they're not doing it doing it for themselves, so you start to get this this feeling of frustration you start to say, come on, you know, come with me, come on this journey, try this, try this meditation or mm-hmm. do this, do that and and you're kind of like throwing crystals in their hands and hoping that they like take, take part of it too but if they're not willing it's also not going to work out it's not going to happen mm-hmm. for them so yeah, it really comes back to that willingness
1: Wow, yeah, willingness I feel like that needs to be the word of the year, or was it like the last six months of this year?
0: <laughs> and trust, for sure. <laughs> Cause
1: my word for the year is unapologetic, but Ooh, I, yeah. I think that I want to add willingness in there. Yeah, it's funny because <clears throat> I still have conversations with the universe spirit where I'm just thinking, okay, and what else is needed for me from me? What else do I have to do? And I know that there are people out there as you were saying on various levels, you know, whether you want to level up, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you really do need to surrender. And even though we do hear this all the time in this community until it makes its way to us, we really, or at least for me, I feel like I am still learning to grasp that. Like, okay vulnerability surrender yeah. <laughs> say it with me yeah. vulnerability
0: yeah. Surrender. <laughs> it's so true it's like we need to live it too it's true and it's like I think too when you're first like getting cutting kind of your toes wet in spirituality it's all so cool and it's like oh my god angel numbers are everywhere this is a amazing mm-hmm. and you're kind of getting really wrapped up in it and you want to spread the word and all of a sudden like be in it and be like working in it and it's like okay hold up you got to fully heal yourself before you can like be a healer mm-hmm. of any kind, and and that's like, and I still I don't think I'll ever use that word ever about myself, and nor do I feel ready to at this moment. But it's like you need to get to that place where it's like, you know, it's really fully ingrained in you before you can start to just kind of sprinkle it all over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I. It's funny because I do catch myself telling people, you know, for example, some people say, oh, Tia. You're a healer, you're this. I'm like, yeah, but I'm still on the path. I mean, I'm still peeling back the layers. And it's so interesting because every time I think, okay, boom, I got this part, this healing's complete, life's like, okay, and another layer. <laughs> a, new, a new
0: obstacle. It's true. And I do the same thing, like with teaching. You know, I really don't want to use the word I'm a yoga teacher a lot. I mean, I am, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's you're a student of the practice just as much, if not more, and mm-hmm. you always are, and you're never, ever going to, like, it would be the most ignorant thing for me to believe that I would ever know everything about this practice. Like, mm-hmm. that's just silly. So, again, that kind of surrender of, like, all right, I'm able to, like, humbly admit I am a student far more than I am a teacher. And I'm just here to guide, but you're always really the teacher. Whoever you work with, be it mm-hmm. yoga or how how you work with clients, it's like you're the leader of this of this work. You're doing it. I'm just kind of like the, the person holding space and the 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 encouragement essentially, and really the support, someone to be there with you because it is scary when things when you allow yourself when you kind of like you said about the heart opener, you open your heart space and you're like, all right, I'm here, I'm ready to do it a lot of shit surfaces, and a lot of shit comes up. I hope mm. I, can curse. I hope I can curse. That's okay. <laughs> a lot of things come up, and it's like, oh, no, that's why we you press it down a lot. We don't want to, for me, it was my, my trauma and my past. It's like I had to work through that before I was ever going to fully feel a release from it. And I don't know if I'll ever feel a complete and total release from it, but working through that, like, icky stuff, energy that was living you know kind of in me it was time to go and I I knew that it was going to be like not the most fun to unpack it and work through it and talk about it again but in doing so each time you do it gets a little bit later so well worth it but that's why people like teachers guides healers shamans whatever you want to call it um spirit guides like th- that's why they're here for you is potentially to help you in that work that you're doing for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Sometimes <clears throat> it does get a little bit better over time to tell your story. And when we do that, I truly believe that someone somewhere needed to hear is not the whole story a portion of, of the story, because I know that once upon a time I needed to hear someone's story, if not the whole story. And, yeah, it is a lot of shit that comes up, right? Because it's just, again, we're just all multi-layered, multi-faceted, multi-whatever beings, and unless we can actually dig deep to figure out, okay, what does this mean? And it's as simple as what we were talking about earlier. Well, maybe not so simple, but the why am I eating this sugary treat or why am I eating this? Oh, okay, because it might be simple as I'm bored. Okay, all right. But it could be something deeper, which can trigger uh, really experiencing or diving deeper and educating ourselves about who we really are supposed to be, what we really are supposed to do, and again, the real issue and so forth. Exactly. Yep. So earlier you talked about some of the practices you do, and it's just for you, and I love that. What are some some radical self-love tips that you give to people, like a daily practice? Ooh, I
0: like um, well, I don't necessarily have, like, a specific kind of for them. What I found very, very, very helpful was affirmation, and I found them very awkward in the beginning. But I'd say mm. really in, in overcoming um my issues around self-worth that was number one was to reverse that thought pattern I had about myself and to allow myself to say you are worthy you are beautiful you are capable whatever you need and just say it say it and kind of like resonate on it and think about it and believe it, it at first you, you feel so stupid and then the more you say it the more you you can write them down you can put them on your mirror whatever you need to do I really believe it works and I think mm-hmm. that it then allows you to take it a step further and start to then manifest things as well. So that's just kind of reversing some of the, like, um, negative thought patterns that are ingrained. So once you kind of start, like, to reverse that, you get back to neutral and you start to believe what you're saying and you're like, oh, wow, I am worthy. And now all of a sudden you're standing there and you're standing in your power and you're like, okay, now I deserve this, X, Y, Z, whatever that is. And you start to manifest and call that in. And that's cool, too, because it's like, you know, you had this past way of thinking about yourself and the way you felt about yourself, and it was, it was not – it was less than pretty, and now here you are in your present moment, and you've overcome that, and now your future is limitless. So I think that's really cool, and I think that that's why I think it's important to get back to, like, the simplicity and the basics of affirmations, mindfulness, learning what it means to be in the present moment, gratitude. Like, these kind of very, very just fundamental, like, okay, I've learned what it means to be grounded within the present moment. I can tell myself that I, I'm worthy of something or or that I'm I'm magnificent, whatever it is your word is. And then on top of that, I can find gratitude for everything about myself, you know, my legs, my body, my face, everything. Everything has purpose, and I'm grateful for it. So then you're there, and it's like, okay. Now I'm ready to take on the world because you, you're able to give yourself just those those basic needs, really, just positive self-love. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like we need to make those index cards <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about what you just said, just post them places for uh, kind reminders. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting for me, too, because, like, when I first started going through all this, there was no spiritual aspect of it everything i was doing was very very um like clinical therapy like talk therapy with therapists psychiatrists in group therapy like very um what you picture sitting on the couch talking through your feelings so there wasn't a lot of talk of higher power or the universe or anything like that it was purely about like my mind and the connection to to my mind and body et cetera, et cetera. so that's kind of nice now that I do all these spiritual things and it's really enhanced everything. It's made me feel more connected again to like my soul purpose, but it started much more basic. And I think it's important when you are following people um, and their websites and their, their social media and all their stuff that they're doing. And if it looks really flashy and woo woo and they have like the stage burning and this and that, and you're not there yet, then it's not going to work for you so it's okay if your first steps don't look like all these rituals and like a big altar like that took many years before I even got to that point because I started really doing this work on myself at the age of 19 so it wasn't until the past like year and I'm 26 now so there was like five years of no spirituality I had no connection to higher power i Grown up Christian, and was like, cool, this is what I am. I don't know. I never had a, an organized religion, which is very nice because now I get to kind of define that for myself and just have my own conversation with the universe. And it doesn't, it's not a specific thing. I just kind of let it be what it is. But um, I think that's where people can start is, is not to feel intimidated by any of it because it can be as simple a practice as saying, I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I am beautiful. And that's
1: enough too. Yeah, absolutely. They totally can because yeah, that's the step. And it's 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 simple, it's doable. <laughs> you can say that anywhere, anytime. Yeah. That's really interesting. And I like how you were doing the talk therapy and you spent that amount of time without spirituality and then you can see how it is with spirituality and I say that because I know that sometimes when we jump into something it's not that we don't appreciate it it's like you were saying we we don't have a a a way of seeing what truly works because you can say okay well I now I have spirituality and I can see what works for me here with spirituality and I have some time without spirituality. So I know what works for me here. So I'm going to take that and take this and put it together and boom, that's what works.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I think it's about like, it's about creating a toolbox and finding little things that work and other things that don't and non-judgmentally just saying, okay, no, thank you to that. And you know, when people meet me, it's not like all I talk about is, um, spirit guides like it's you know I don't I don't necessarily talk about yoga all day either I don't always it's not like the only part of me it's something I'm totally willing to share and very open about but I think it's important to remember that anyone yoga teacher uh tarot reader any of them they still have like this normal side of them like I'll go drink a beer and eat fries too but
1: it's right
0: you know, it's just very important to stay grounded in that because if you're just starting and, and dabbling kind of and creating your own your own practice for yourself, it can get really easy to feel like, well, I can't relate or ever be like her, whoever that person is. Gabby Bernstein, you know, so mm-hmm. why do I try? And I, I think it's important to um, not allow that that comparison to, to, to become like the, the judgment you place on yourself.
1: Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree because it's it's just so so easy to see something like that, especially with this age of technology where you we are plugged into so many places. And even if you aren't, some way, shape, or form, you're going to find out about it. Yeah. And you enter this journey and, yeah, you see you know, whoever that person may be and think, oh, my gosh, I am at – literally square one I don't I can't even begin to imagine me at that place where that person is but the truth is that could very well be you because the more work you do the more you uncover about yourself and man does that journey start to trailblaze <laughs> and you find yourself doing things you never imagined you would have done five years ago
0: yeah exactly It's it's crazy I always say that too like because I have some friends who've known me since college and even high school, and they, they hysterically laugh. They're like, I'm pulling up, like, their birth charts and talking about their moon signs, and they're like, yeah, who is this girl? Like, you would have, like, laughed in her face three years ago and said, this is all a bunch of crap. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's really funny how, how we evolve. And when you find something... And it's not even – I shouldn't even use the word evolve because it's also important when you're, like, in this community. And because you meditate doesn't mean that you're necessarily, like, above all other people, you <laughs> know? Like, you just um, – but it's fun for me. Like, when you find something – like, lately, and I'm by no means an astrologist at all, but I've enjoyed lately learning about my chart and learning about the signs in general and how they show up um, – different things about them I just find it really fascinating so it's fun to just an old me might have placed that judgment on myself and said like oh that's stupid that's a waste of time it's pointless who cares what's that going to get you in the long run you know what was the point of of learning about this and now I just do it because it's fun for me and I enjoy it and that's all I need it doesn't need to be something that I profit off of or create a career off of it's just something for me that, that deepens my
1: practice in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to say you—you you really hit something there, enjoyment, okay. and because <laughs> yeah, there there's a lot of information out there, and there is a a need and a want to really be on that pace of meditating, getting right, doing this, doing that, and it becomes chores instead of enjoyment so yeah do some things just for the enjoyment yeah
0: and if they later become something more or something that becomes I think it's so important that um and I I have to watch myself of this a lot when I start to learn something new to do it because I'm interested Rather than worrying, is this going to be something I can incorporate into my business? Is this going to be something, a worthwhile investment of my time? And anything that you're enjoying and having fun with is a great investment of your time. It doesn't need to be something that you later you know, create as an offering on your website. It's like, just <laughs> do it, to do it, and start there. And I think that, that kind of goes back, too, to to like actually walking the walk. It's like, if you're not doing it just because you like it, then it's definitely not going to manifest into something bigger that, that allows you to like, you know, create something around it. So start there. I think enjoyment in general is a very um, weird thing. I think we, we place so much emphasis on how much our output is and what our productivity is and what we're doing and how much we can get done in a day. It's just how we have become wired and how, you know, the hustle mentality is kind of like running rampant. And there's a lot of value in it. There's a lot to be said about working hard and going after it, because it's not going to just show up for you without that. But at the same time, it's like, we have to slow down sometimes and just, just be like kind of just flow with like, and joy and all that stuff. Because Otherwise, it's just some really type A people running around, and that's
1: scary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And that'd be one more block to overcome, to loosen up. (laughs) Exactly.
0: It's so true. It's like we create these blocks for ourselves by just overcomplicating sometimes. Maybe we don't need to overcomplicate so much.
1: Right. So I love when you said, hey – I drink beer and eat fries. <laughs> so my question is for you is what's something you, what's the question you wish people would ask you to get to know you a little bit better? Because, you know, we know you as the multi-passionate entrepreneur, you know, all that greatness. So yeah, to show the, the human side yeah. of the spiritual entrepreneur, what's a, What's the question you would love people to ask you? Uh,
0: yeah. Maybe things like, uh, I don't know, like, guilty pleasure, like, what stupid, mm. like, movies do I love, like, I love Adam Sandler movies, like, they're so stupid, mm. they're like, they're so stupid. <laughs> like, there's no point to Happy Gilmore, but I love it, and yes things like that, like, stupid stuff like that, where it's, like, I can totally zone out to reality TV, I'm a very normal person, and I don't, I skip yoga a lot, you know, I try to... To get on my mat as often as I can, but I also don't. And I will like I, I love soft touch. Yes, me I too. <laughs> I will, I will get road rage. Like all of those things that happen, and and you can't help it. So I, or you can, you can try to, or you can just say like, "This is fine, too. This is just another side of me." Um, so yeah, I think that's interesting. I, if you ask like the people who know me tell me on every single level they'll say they call me like hurricane my two friends call me hurricane because they're like you're like a cyclone you come in and you just like make a mess and your shit's all over <laughs> and you're just like doing your thing like coexisting in your own little universe and it's very chaotic but it doesn't feel chaotic to me so it's funny that that my friends and the people who um, lived with me as my roommates or anything. They all say the same thing. You're, you're just a tornado that comes in. <laughs> comes so, yeah, those are some things. I would just love for people to ask me, like, what, like human to human, what's, what's the silly thing that you did last Friday night that, that no one would would know about. I think that's always fun, and I would love to know that about you or anyone I'm talking to. I think it's really fascinating.
1: I'm trying to think. What is a silly thing I did? Well, it's not silly. I just uh, I have a hookah set that I I got uh, years back, and it's pretty. It, it's rose and golden colors. before that became a real thing. So, I um, yeah, I just set up the hookah, and I had a dance party by myself. I, I was just like, you know, it was a long week. So I had a, a playlist, just mixed songs from Drake to whomever, Migos, and the hookah was going, I danced, and then I – what did I do after that? I, mean, I love old detective shows, old school detective shows. But then after that, I just relaxed, watched some detective shows, and went to bed.
0: I love that. That's amazing. I love the dance party. I – the other day, we were sitting outside, my boyfriend and I, drinking a beer. And um, this is the weekend, and I turned on some Spotify, and I kind of turned on, like, the same stuff we always listen to. And then I said, I want to shake it up. So I turned on um, – like a playlist of hits from when we were in high school, and I was like, "Oh my god, these are bringing back some like sad prom memories." Like, <laughs> and we were singing along, and we were just laughing. We were like, "What are these crazy songs we used to listen to?" And it's just funny. It's like it—it's fun to just be kind of silly like that and just do whatever, dance, sing, let it go.
1: Exactly, I agree. 100%. So, any final thoughts?
0: Hmm. Oh, I feel like we've talked about so many amazing things.
1: I'm
0: really <laughs> appreciative of this conversation. It was really fun. I, um, final thoughts. I'd say simplify. I think we've been talking a little bit unknowingly about like this concept of just like simplifying things. Like, like kind of like your word of unapologetic, unapologetically, say no to something, say no thank you to things, set boundaries for yourself, set time for yourself, do things out of joy and and just for the purpose of enjoying it. Um, I think that is kind of what I'd like to end on. It's just you know, challenging ourselves to simplify, moving forward, and and letting that be enough.
1: I like that, yeah, because I am a chronic overthinker. Uh, I've been working on that over the years. So thank you for that kind reminder. The next time I overthink, I'm going to hear your voice Simplify. <laughs>
0: but that's, that's awesome, though. I hope, you, I hope you let yourself a little bit, because I think it's so, it, I mean, coming from one over overthinker to another, it's like, mm-hmm. that can get really, really draining and exhausting, and and usually, I really challenged myself this year, 2018, to get um, to to not let things consume me as much as they did. And it's mm-hmm. funny; I feel like the the results been generally the same. Like, ultimately, the same things have shown up, and I've still accomplished things, and it's fine. And the only thing that's changed is I'm not like obsessively holding control of them and letting my ego really like run the show. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really nice. And I think, I think
1: awesome. awesome. And where else can we find you?
0: You can find me at Kate Van Horn on Instagram or KateVanHorn.com. You can also follow the Wellness Festival I work on at The Good Fest. We have upcoming retreats. They're all on my website and lots of fun events in the works.
1: Love it. Well, Kate, thanks again for coming on. I had a great time.
0: You too. Thank you, Thank you
1: Yes, I wish you many blessings. And to all the listeners out there, many blessings to you. Be kind to yourself, and I will talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings. Tonight going out is out. Wingstop is up in the flavor of your cruise night in. So get lemon pepper. OG Hot, Mango Habanero or any of Wingstop's legendary flavors. Introducing Wingstop's Big Night In Bundle. 25 boneless wings and your choice of 3 craveable flavors and 3 delicious dips all for just $15.99 at participating locations only at Wingstop. Order online at
1: wingstop.com and let DoorDash deliver your flavor. Just choose delivery at checkout and get at it.